Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the scope. And now, here are your hosts, Jared, Adam, and Shane. Hello, everybody. Episode 324 of your Scope program. We're back. It's about a couple of months. The crowd We're kind of is... doing these quarterly now. This is yeah. our third. This is our Q3 episode. We love it. We absolutely love it. We've We're got going over uh, our financials in a minute here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're going to say everything positive for the investors. We're not going to show any signs of weakness. Uh, except I'm gonna talk for about ad- points. I'm going to talk about EBITDA. Is that a thing? I don't yep. know. Yep. EBITDA it, is it, absolutely a I thing. I don't know what it means, but I've heard it. Yeah, it's important. Uh, <laughs> I don't want our listeners to worry about Adam, however. He's got a little bit of a cough. He's got a cough drop in mouth. Yeah, Adam, you can, you're going to be able to hear it every time I talk. Adam, pretend like you're tap dancing with that. Uh... Oh. <laughs> Look at him go. Those lightning <laughs> feet. He just... If you close your eyes, it's just like it's like the clinking of uh, of gla- of uh, ice in your cocktail glass. <laughs> Wait until we'll we're eating stuff, that. and I all my uh, all my opinions are invalid because oh yeah, you're, <laughs> everything's going to be menthol, yep, and disgusting. Wow. Well, I just like, rediscovered the default set in my sound app. Well, we're in. I think we're in for a treat. Oh yeah, you don't. You don't even know what's coming. Oh, that's exciting. Well, <laughs> Adam, I have I have not talked to you uh, since our last show. And at least for me, my life, and Jared knows this, the last quarter of my life has been bonkers. So I thought I would just go through the list and get your reactions. Uh, you it. may or you may or may not know. So I think Give our us la- the threat down. I think our last show was in in late July, early August. Yeah. It was it was point, a holiday because we ate holiday, uh, July 4th foods, right? We had July 4th food or summer food, uh, you know, typical with us. But so I think at that time I had announced that I need to get gallbladder surgery. And I announced that Carrie was getting rotator cuff surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So during all of this stuff, uh, there were layoffs going on at my old my old job, I guess that's foreshadowing. <laughs> Whoa, foreshadow. And uh, things were very weird and in the sense that we knew they were coming, but management wasn't really being forthright about it. And then when they finally did sort of come clean, they gave us a month, Adam. They're like, okay, it should happen before the end of this period. So everybody is just coming into work every day wondering, is this going to be the day? And then... What ends up happening is the somebody you worked with forever all of a sudden is not there and not mentioned and not anything like that. So it was a very stressful two weeks. And uh, during all of this, an old coworker of mine that you may have worked with back in the old uh, Dow Jones days um, came to me and said, I have a job opportunity for you. Uh, you might want to you might want to apply for this because I think you'd be a good fit. So. This was literally a week before my gallbladder surgery, so I was rushing to get a resume and portfolio together while worrying about my job and uh, preparing for a, a job interview with you know something I haven't done in years uh, while having periodic gallbladder p- 
pain, you know, where it would wake me up in the middle of the night and then be up for six hours. So during this, we, we had to rush to get that interview in because the gallbladder surgery was coming. And if I was going to get laid off, I wanted to make sure that I had health insurance. So it was something where it was just like, boom, boom, boom. I had, uh, I had my interview. I thought it went okay. Um, apparently it went better because they were very interested and I had a job offer fairly quickly, but, uh, it was like two days, two days before my surgery. So we had to put everything on hold. I went in, had surgery, was out of commission for a week, felt like crap for a good five days and then came back still like all loopy and loco and then had to start making decisions about whether I was going to take a, take this new job and leave the job that I had been at for over 20 years, which uh, spoiler alert, I did. Um, and then, you know, during this time period, Audrey went off to college. So my kid left me. So we were super sad and crying about that. You lost a gallbladder. You lost a kid. Yeah. Yep. Not literally lost a kid, just from the home. Yeah. And that's the other, that's one of the other reasons why I wanted to get that surgery so quickly was because um, Carrie could not help with any of the moving with uh, my kid going to her college. So I had to be cut up, fixed, and healed before, <laughs> before uh, move-in day which I barely literally came in right under the wire. And uh, so, yeah, Audrey was gone for a week. And the week that she, the weekend that she left a couple days later, Carrie had her rotator cuff surgery, which uh, means she'll be out of work for six months. I think something like up to six months because it's wow. that, that's a, that aggressive of a surgery. Um, her surgery went fantastic. Uh, and then Audrey came back like the next day uh, because or she was still here because we had a concert that we had before that. And uh, um, the day after Carrie's surgery, we woke up in the middle of the night to find our one-year-old cat had shattered his hip. And he was meowing in pain. And this was right before Labor Day. So this was the you know Friday into Saturday of Labor Day weekend. So Audrey and I had to find an emergency vet because we didn't even know what happened. He literally just couldn't move. And was limping terribly. We hoped it was a muscle pull, but uh, uh, our history with cats tells you that that is not going to be the case. So yeah, we found a place. They did an X-ray, and they're like, "Yeah, that's uh, he shattered his hip." We don't see that very often. It's kind of a weird thing. I'm like, "Well, uh, our cat 15 years ago, almost to the day, did the same exact thing." And they said, wow. "Oh, that's crazy." Uh, when you get it fixed, if we can get you in in a month, uh, it's going to be about. Three thousand dollars to Jesus. fix your cat's hip. You got you got a Bermuda Triangle for cats over there, right? Yep, yep. And then the next day, Audrey went back to school, and I was left dealing with a, a wife that could not lift her shoulder, a cat that could not move around. Tried to schedule all of all of this stuff, and I literally was that was my second week. I was starting my second week of work, which I actually only had worked three days when Carrie had her surgery and uh, the cat broke his hip. So. So I was utterly freaked out. I'm still pretty freaked out, to be honest with you. Like it's, I'm learning a lot in my job and the cat's on the mend. He made it through a surgery and carries on the mend, but it's still a lot, a lot to deal with. So um, yeah, it was, it's been a crazy two months. And that's one of the reasons why we have not had uh, any scopes because I literally have been uh, just trying to keep my head on trying to get through all this stuff. Questions, Adam. Um, I want to 
congratulate Carrie on her fast recovery. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Johan Santana, when he was on the Mets at the time, but he had rotator cuff surgery. He missed an entire season of baseball. Yeah. He missed the 2011 season. So for Carrie to come back in six months, just a a champ. She can be ready for spring training. I hope so. I mean, she literally uh, just the other day started real physical therapy, you know, going into a place and getting exercise. I mean, her physical therapy post surgery was literally leaning over a table and letting her arm just go in a small circle. I mean, that's that's what it yep. starts at. And then it's just, you know, you start building on it and, yep. you know, she's in I had pain to do similar stuff when I was dealing my, with my frozen shoulder. It was yep. like, yeah, you're just like getting that mobility back is a challenge. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, frozen so- shoulders, no joke, and that can actually come out of this. So, yep. yeah, usually needs- it's it's generally it's usually it's from a uh, because your shoulder's been immobilized from uh, an injury or you know recovery from surgery. I'm, yeah, I didn't have any of that, but hopefully she doesn't have to go through that because it's 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 annoying. Yeah, we definitely don't want that. So, question: How is two. The, how's the new job? It, it. I mean, I'm not gonna. I obviously I'm not gonna get into specifics uh, like what it is. Um, uh, but it's definitely in the same realm as what I do or what I've done before. So, uh, UX, so murder for hire, murder yep. for <laughs> yeah, uh, assassin, part-time assassin. Um, it's talk funny. about it, but he does have a stash of gold coins to pay people with. Exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's funny. Like it's so it's so new. Like I don't talk about much of anything about myself. I'm sort of feeling out everything. So. Nobody there knows that I do podcasting, although I've had people say, yeah, you you've got a really good voice. You know, <laughs> that was when I was on my interview. Tell me Been if you training guys, since 2006, baby. Yeah. On my interview, I, I got word back from uh, the, the person that recommended me for the jobs. Somebody said that I reminded them of Harry Shearer as a voice. Do you guys, you guys hear that? Or is that a weird thing? I've never heard that. That was the first time. I don't yeah, know I that I've it. heard his voice, his, his normal, you know, his non-character voice. <laughs> well, I need to take a, a hard look at all of his Simpsons characters. And maybe that's going to be, maybe that could be my gig. You know, if, if AI can't replace him when he finally retires, maybe I'm the guy that can do it. But yeah, I mean, it's like still feeling it out. Uh, you know, I've worked, I worked with some of those, uh, those other people for so long that they were like siblings and I knew, you know, I knew everything about them. It was not, it, you know, I could sort of predict behaviors and now I'm in a whole different place. That's, you know, a far different corporate setting. Uh, it is full of very, you know, kind of specific teams that do things that I would have done by myself. So it's, full of a lot of experts and just a lot of stuff that I'm not used to. So what are you guys doing? You doing agile waterfall? What's your, uh, what's your development process like there? It's a little bit of everything, but it, it's more, uh, more agile overall. So it's, it's a lot of meetings, a lot of meetings. Uh, everybody has opinions on things, which I suppose is a, is a good thing. Um, yeah, I've I talked to Jared about it. Like I go, I get up every morning with super high imposter syndrome, and I may have uh, a g- couple good things that get me through the day, and then I finish the day thinking, "What did I screw up?" And then I go through that process again when I get up the next day. Luckily, it's getting a little bit better as I go through, but um, I'm just trying not to screw up, not not to look like an idiot, and try to learn stuff as fast as I can because there's definitely a lot to learn, but. Shane, I think you are a capable human human being. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate that. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to keep uh, internalizing that and use that as my mantra. 
along with all of my my uh focus and my visualization and uh and that'll get me through the day but yeah it's, it was a good move i don't regret it it was t- it was time to find a different job i think the the thing that i probably regret most is that i waited far too long to make a move to advance my career and do something different and jared and i have talked about that he did that a few years back and it was an absolute inspiration to me and i just wish it would have been 10 percent more inspiration because i would have done something faster so sometimes so, you gotta sometimes you gotta do what's right for you yeah so good yeah, job chase, chase the dollar uh enough about you how yeah, what is the long-term you. uh prognosis on the cat like yeah so he's he's limping uh he will continue to limp but it's getting better every day uh prognosis if it's the same as the our previous cat turk at some point we won't even know right so Mm -hmm. what what they told me uh was when a cat breaks his or her hip like that at that age uh the cat is full grown but the bone and the tissue around it is still not solidified so it it can be pretty common if they're roughhousing or doing something stupid and aggressive they can shatter that end of that that hip or the, the bone that goes into the hip. So what they do is they make an incision. They literally take that piece off, shave it down a little bit, and then they let that new bone sort of make a pocket in that tissue. And over time, the pocket will happen, the bone will harden, the tissue will harden, and then it will hopefully be like a regular hip joint. Uh, so that is the hope that he will be completely normal. He is a bit chunky and lazy, so physical therapy, he's not doing all the exercises we told him to do. Uh, you know, Gotta get so, him on one of those water treadmills like I see on Instagram. With exactly, the the, exactly. The chocolate cats, get him on there. Yeah, they actually, it's so funny, when we did this 15 years ago, it was like, just, you know, once the incision's healed, let him walk around and do whatever, and, you know, say la vie. Uh, this time around, it was, hey... You have to do these exercises. You should be massaging. You should be ice packing. I mean, it literally was like a human, uh, a human physical therapy situation. So hopefully, what we did helped. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So yeah, that's that's my life, which is plenty. I am far happier to be here with you guys. Uh, do you have anything to share about your lives before we get into the guts of episode three twenty four? Um, fantasy football I'm in first and second place in the two leagues I'm in um, so that'll come crashing wow. down real soon I think but uh, I uh, yeah that's that's been been to a few concerts you know because uh, what's it called COVID COVID's done COVID's done man sure 100% done I mean yep. ignore all the people who are getting COVID yep. you and saw you, you told me off camera you saw uh, Postal Service slash uh, Death Cab mm-hmm. who else have you seen uh, we went and saw Matt and Kim because we will always, okay. always go to Matt and Kim concerts. Uh, we went to Guster at um, mm. uh, Utipals um, out in uh, in kind of yeah, whatever. That's probably Minneapolis. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a cool venue. It's just you know outside uh, their right. brewery, but uh, uh, that's that's cool. Uh, I don't like beer, so and I do like to drink when I go to a concert. So that's the uh, that's my my negative about going to brewery concerts um right but what are you gonna do uh we went to virginia beach again right this year so that was that was great that was like your summer break Mm-hmm. good good yeah just you know we saw yeah just the doing, typical, just typical summer it. stuff yeah yeah 
we finally we saw, uh, go ahead. We finally time. made a uh, trip to Omaha, which we has has uh, been an annual tradition for us, but it's been a number of years, and we finally uh, the the occasion for the trip was, I mean, okay, so <laughs> we had planned to go Labor Day weekend anyway. Um, uh, we ended up having to go a week early because um, uh, my partner Angela's uh, father was uh, in hospice care and and uh, was going to ultimately pass away. Um, so that was a sad uh, occasion. And but we did make it down there, and we were able to you know spend some time with him before he went, um, such as it was. But uh, then the rest of the trip was like it was it was a weird like you know a tale of two. Uh, it was basically kind of two trips. It was the sad part in the beginning, and then that resolved itself as these things do. Um, I don't, that's sort of an antiseptic way to put it, but (laughs) I mean, it did, you know, he, he, it it was expected that he would pass and he did. And we got through it as a family and dealt with it. And then there was the back half where we actually got to, you know, do our Omaha stuff and have some fun. And I will probably talk a little bit about the the funner part of it uh, as it relates to our, in our B block. Uh, So I won't get into too much detail on that, but yeah, we did that. That was nice. It was nice to get down there again and see some family. Um, go to Costco. You know, <laughs> that's a, you know. Ten years ago when we did this show, it was nothing but drinking and partying. Yep. Now it's gallbladders, cat hips, and Costco. Costco subscriptions. Wow. I mean, how far we've come. So complete non sequitur, uh, but I don't know where else to put it in the show, so I'm going to do it right here. I mentioned okay. beforehand that I um, I came across something that I wanted to share, and so this was a. Um, I have Google photos cause I have a pixel and every once in a while it likes to like surface a memory from the past. Like, Hey, here's this thing that happened on this day, X number of years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that showed to me was this absolute banger. Is it going to focus? Come on, focus. So it's a, there we go. That's from one of our podcasting sessions <laughs> and Adam is just. In at his finest, Adam. So to describe the picture, it's Adam hunched over, sunglasses, and there's this like the child Shane hats. Oh, look, look at, at that egghead! It's so frightening. Adam, you look tough in that picture, man. A Let's big burly down. beard. Yeah, I am pretty tough. I, I like the, the the glasses. Um, I Very forget. Person. Yeah, I forget that I had glasses for most of my yeah. adult life. We got to get back together in a room. Just I forget. I forget why you uh, you took on this persona, but uh, I was very amused when I came across this photo, so I had to share. Anyway, I love it. I, I think that it. was from two thousand eight. No, fifteen. Fifteen. I think that it was could have been nice. either. We've been doing this so long. It's been a long time ago. Yeah. Gosh Almighty. Well, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome, Jared. It was it was a treat. That's what I'm going to say. So mm-hmm. listen, well, we got to get back into the swing of things. That means uh, we're going to bring. To our listeners, uh, a classic scope bit that's coming up in the B block. We're calling it What We're Into. So that'll be fun. Uh, we're going to have hijinks. We're going to have clips. We're going to have everything. Jinx. It's going to be, it is going to be fantastic. No promise on the pluralization of clips. There's at least <laughs> one. We'll have clip. <laughs> we'll have clip. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with uh, 324 right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the traditional break between the A block and the B block where I get on the mic and I vamp and I talk to you about Patreon. You know Patreon, right? You're probably supporting other creators on Patreon. Well, we are creators. We're on Patreon. You want to support the show? You want to keep us uh, 
flush with holiday snacks and treats, you want to support the habits and uh, interesting things that we're into, consider supporting the show directly at patreon.com slash the scope show. Uh, says here you can pledge as little as a dollar per episode and set a monthly cap. Uh, that seems like a pretty low bar to cover, uh, to clear, because uh, like I said before, we're only really doing these quarterly, so it's not going to cost you very much. But when we do post an episode, you know, you're going to get charged for it. And it helps us. We This show isn't free. We we have, I had to spend $20 for one month of Zencaster for us to record this. So go ahead. Go to patreon.com slash the scope show today and uh, be a patron. Support us. Encourage us. Let us know that you want us to keep doing this on a semi-regular basis. Patreon.com slash the scope show for more information. Episode 324, The Scope Show, Jared Adam Shane in the house, virtually. That's how it is. COVID COVID may be gone, but we refuse to get back together. Probably for the best. And it, honestly, it has nothing to do with COVID right now. It has everything to do with the fact that this is just more convenient. Right. None right. of us have to travel. I mean, Shane, I know, I, Shane Jared, is three minutes away, but for Adam, it's a bigger lift. And, Someday, uh, Jared, I would like to come and record in studio with you. Can we so make that happen? We can. I would need an advance notice because uh, I don't know the last time that I've seen the table <laughs> that you. It's currently behind a, uh, a, a a I don't know what you call this a scrim with uh, some sort of sparkly fabric on it that is a, a backdrop that Angela usually films videos against. Um, so it's back there collecting dust, but uh, I still have the equipment. We're gonna I can do still it. Make it, it work. Shane, Shane, would let's be... just let's just get together and show up at Jared's house one day. Let's wow. do it. I mean, he would not be annoyed. He would be totally into it. He loves that sort of surprise. So, yes, I'm the sort of person who just loves an impromptu drop in. <laughs> that is just that is my jam. He not only would he not let us in, he would probably boil water and throw it at us through the window. If we were lucky, if it was just water, maybe urine. Well, I have been installing murder holes this summer. So. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good to know that uh, allows Adam and I to plan accordingly. Yes. It's good to have a defensive structure. Absolutely. Murder holes. I'm going to write that down. And then I'm going to talk <laughs> now, like I'm purred happily. Now I will talk. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's time to bring back a hallowed scope tradition. Jared, Adam, and I talk about the best things on the planet. In a segment we call What We're Into. Pretty self-explanatory. So let's get it started. Adam, I am asking you to commence first. What are commence. you into, sir? Um I'm gonna this is embarrassing. But <laughs> okay, is good. it though? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um <laughs> the thing that I probably I I not think that I have been spending the most time with um, over the last year is a mobile game <laughs> on my cellular telephone called Marvel <laughs> Snap. Oh, I've heard of this. It is a, mm. I guess it's a CCG. I don't know. It's a card game. Um, and, you know, you, you your cards have abilities and you 
have points and blah blah blah. It's like it's like Hearthstone uh, if you ever played or remember Hearthstone, except whereas most of those types of games, Hearthstone, Gwent, and other things like that, each game probably takes fifteen minutes. Uh, and, and those, you know, end up uh, Marvel Snap. We're talking like three minute games. Really? And that's my jam. So let, uh, let's, nice. we got to ask questions. I have a million yeah. questions to ask yeah. you. Number one, have you paid money to play this game? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've played. I mean, OK, so he, my feeling is um, if this I'm play I play this game probably. An hour a day, I would guess. Wow. There's wow. Probably, there's 30 minutes in, early in the day and 30 minutes later in the day. And so if I'm going to put that much time into a game that I'm enjoying, I don't mind, you know, spending some some money on it here and there. Can we can we ask a personal question? How much money do you think you've spent on it in the past uh, year? They do a month. This is easy. So they would do a monthly season <laughs> pass. Um, okay. and so that's ten dollars a month, mode. and it's the one year anniversary is coming up sometime this month. So, uh, whatever twelve times ten is one hundred twenty dollars. Uh, and then there've been like probably a handful of five dollar ones in there. So let's say one fifty. I'll, I'll say. See how quickly he did that math, Shane. I, this guy is like he's like a Rain Man type. That's I mean, it. he's a savant. So, so you don't. It's not like Pokemon where you buy coins. You're literally you just buy the season pass and that covers everything you need. Or do you do you, can you buy cards or buy like you can? I mean, you can spend lots of money. It's a mostly um, cosmetic stuff, though. Like, so you know, you have your Thanos card, but if you want like a cooler looking Thanos card, you can spend ten dollars and. Get a cooler looking Thanos card or whatever. So you spent an extra ten dollars at least for Thanos. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't like the the Thanos uh, uh, deck archetype is not uh, is not for me. Um, All right. but that's yeah. One, Jared, can you get some sound effects? Uh, getting ready for a game show sound effects. I want to ask Adam, and you can ask questions too, Jared. Please oh play God. along. Do I, Adam? Have... I want. So you said this is a Marvel. Marvel mm-hmm. game, correct? Mm-hmm. So it yeah. probably it's, has. It's a- free to play. Hey, you guys could you guys can check it out anytime you want. You can play it on. Could I play your against phone? you? Yeah. Uh, yes, you can do friendly battles uh, gotcha. against against each other. So I'm going to ask you a uh, certain Marvel characters because I mean I, this this is boggling you- my mind. Yeah. I can I'm going to ask you if they are in this game. Go for it. I'll tell you so, what their what their abilities are too. Okay. So I. I can't believe for a second, Jared, that in this game you would have like Captain America cannot be in this game, right? <laughs> Captain America no is in this game. Really? Uh-huh. So what is Captain America's ability? Uh he gives plus two to every other card in your in your lane. Oh yeah, he's a big support guy. Jared, th- give give us a really obscure Marvel Marvel superhero that just possibly would never be in oh, this game. Jeez, a really obscure Marvel. Yeah. How about, how about Man Thing? I mean, it feels Man like Thing came out this us, week. Giving us, you're just going to give us one that you know is in there. That's not real fair, right? Yeah. I don't what really. A, I don't. I'm not an ex- encyclopedic uh, Marvel guy. What about the <laughs> Thing? The Thing can't be in this. Well, game. here's so I, is, I, is Iron oh Man in there? Is, Iron here's, Man's not. There's no man, way they would put Iron Man. You see, yeah, Man, man Thing. Man Thing. Can you get us? Can you get a sparkly man thing? Yeah. Can you get uh, yeah, like so cosmetics? The, you you upgrade your cards 
and they get like effects and stuff. I mean, they don't do anything. Wow. It's just like this look okay. cooler and stuff. Okay, Jared, let's not let's not f around here. Let's actually give him some real. Let's let's Come on. dig. I deep. mean, they let's dig deep. There are ones I have never heard of that are in this game. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Let's do it. Uh, Do- the, uh, Rob, You're going to say Dokken Lee- or Dakin? He's in the game. Rob Leefield? Strife. Is Strife in this game? Strife's not in the game yet. No. Strife might be... Uh, oh. uh, no, no Strife yet. Jared, mm. that's amazing. I've already stumped him. What about <laughs> oh, so, okay. Maggots? Strife, Strife is not in the game, but the leaks have shown that Strife is... You know, just Strife. Strife is in the... Is, is in the game somewhere. He's just not like released yet. If your you opponent has twelve plus power here at the end of any turn, destroy this card. There's leaks in this game. People yeah. are leaking information. What about strong guy? Strong guy is in the game. Yep. Strong guy. If your hand X-Factor is empty, character? plus six power. Mm, that's a he good has, one. He's uh, got a he's got a cool look. And then you can what see happened? some of his, uh, his, his. I like this. Uh, let's see if we can get this focused a little bit. No, this is this is good content about, right uh, here, guys. Yeah. How about uh, like a puck from Alpha Flight? Oh, that's a good puck one. Puck is not in the game. No. Yeah. Mm, I stumped oh, yeah. him. Found Another him. Another stumper. I mean, what <laughs> about? Uh-oh. You didn't stump uh, me. Oh goodness. god. <laughs> Gonna have to no, move we on to this segment here. Jared, we stumped Adam. <laughs> oh, oh no, Adam! And now he's dying. Yeah, thanks, okay. guys. He did, he did warn us. He did warn us. Here, what I'll about just go alphabetically? Ready? We've got abomination. Start naming. Just start naming everyone. We've got absorbing man. We've got okay. arrow. Do you do you know who okay. arrow is? Arrow and wave. I don't. Yeah. No. That sounds like you're just making up names. We've got Elias. Uh, you know Angela and Sarah. What? No. Yeah, I didn't either. We got Angela and Sarah. Okay. Is Angela a, a, a former Neil Gaiman character? Is that who it is? Is she like an uh, angel? Maybe she. Redhead? She looks like it. So yeah, that's maybe. that was that was actually an image spawn character that was mm-hmm. uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, uh, I gotta so tell you, the best me, card art in the can game. Can we jump? Can we is, jump to the Jays? Okay, hold on. I just gotta show you this Arnim Zola. <laughs> this is this one is currently for sale. This is a Game Boy Arnim Zola. Oh, that's pretty funny, right? Uh, that's ten dollars wow. right now. Uh, the normal Jared, Ar- the Arnim Jays. Zola just, the, just to uh, kind of give I'm you. Just, a, I'm, I'm just like yeah. I'm enraptured by the, uh, the cinema veritas of Adam moving his camera around to show us the screen. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> right, I really feel like I'm the, in the room. We're going down to the Jays. Do you yeah. have a J, Jared, that you want to ask? About? No, I just uh, as a J named person, I have an affinity mm. for people with J, uh, Jeff so. the Baby Landshark, Jean Grey, oh, Jane Foster, Mighty Thor. Jubilee, Jessica Jones, okay. Juggernaut, those are all the Jays. Wow. So, so it's not my, enough, though. It should be more. My favorite superhero. Machine Man. Machine Man. That's a good oh, no, no Machine Man. No. Good. Okay. That's a good one. My favorite Marvel character from a kid was a, he's a former X-Men. Uh, that would be Longshot. My guess is he is not in the game. No, no Longshot. Boy, this game sucks. Not a lot of love for Longshot these right. days. So when I is guess he going to get his due? Jared, I guess if you like Spider-Man. If you like, you're Hulk, well covered. If you like Iron Man, this is a game for you. But if you like any other hero, <laughs> get it. Wow, mm-hmm. ten dollars a month, baby. One fifty, one fifty to play Iron Man. Not one, not ten dollars a month. Ten dollars whenever you when you want to get extra stuff. Gotcha. So extra stuff is like cards, or is it like uh, yeah? So like every month, there's what like is, what one. Does that mean? There's one, you know, card of the month or whatever uh, that will be available yeah. later uh, to. 
non-paying people, but you can get it early by doing that. And it's usually like, you know, maybe slightly overpowered for, and then they nerf it later. We know, you know it's not it machine man. No, not machine man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. All right. So Marvel snap for Adam, Jared, let's go on to you. What are you into, sir? So I've got a couple things. You want me to do both or do yeah, you want absolutely. me to, absolutely. Uh, you want me to do both? Yeah. All right. But t- plot your time wisely. That's what I would well, say. Well, I mean, one of them is I don't, I don't know how much I can talk about it. But so, but I'm gonna. I think it's been it's been a a a, a big focus of kind of my summer and sort of, uh, I don't know, just where I'm at in my life right now. It's like I've really started to have an interest in like hiking and exploration. Not like we're not talking like I'm gonna go doing uh, solo uh, trails in Yosemite or anything like that anytime soon. I'm I'm very much focused on the fact that I've discovered there's a lot of trails in the Twin Cities area, like in the woods and along rivers and stuff like that, that are just there. And I just never bothered to explore them before. And I've just decided that, you know, I'm bored of walking around my neighborhood. Why don't I go out and explore what's out there in my region? And so I've just sort of made it to point um, when I have time and whether, when the weather permits that I'm going to get out there and, and do some exploration. So will uh, you do winter, winter exploring, Jared? Uh, we'll see how it goes. This is a kind of a relatively new hobby for me. Uh, part of it might be the idea that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging my aging and I don't like it. And uh, I'm very much in a use it or lose it mode so i'm I'm choosing to use it while i can um i've discovered that i can't use it as hard as i would like to because when i do uh i could get injured are we talking um, about hiking or something else i mean we are talking about hiking but there are life lessons to be learned across the board this is a- across the board <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway so uh, as part of hiking, there's, there's number one, you know, I, I just kind of kind of started just exploring, uh, looking for trails on Google Maps, which is fine. But honestly, you're not going to find good stuff that way. So what I finally did is I downloaded an app called All Trails. There's a couple of other ones you can get, but All Trails was the one I tried, probably because it starts with an A. I just started at the top of the list. And All Trails is like you can <laughs> subscribe and get a whole bunch of features, but even the free version has like, you can just look at the map and see all of these different routes that people have created around the twin cities. And you can just pick them. You can, they're graded by like difficulty, uh, distance and all that kind of stuff. So you can just like find, Oh, I want to, I want a 40 minute hike. Let's here's one here. That's uh, in Bloomington. I can walk down nine mile Creek if I want to, um, if I want to go a little longer, here's a six mile one that'll probably shred your Achilles. Um, Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe I'm speaking from personal experience. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm finding it a lot of fun um, playing with the app. And it, it sort of like it does a really good job of tracking your location and progress. Um, so I don't know. I'm just finding that really uh, interesting uh, to the point where I finally bought myself a pair of nice hiking shoes. Not super expensive, just some sort of starter shoes. But they give me, you know, better, better grip on the trails, as it were. Um yeah. Is this a solo endeavor or would you be willing to invite friends? Um, I would I would be open to uh, companions on my hikes. It generally has been a solo one. I've kind of used it as sort of a mental a, a, way, a time to be able to just sort of be with my thoughts and also to catch up on podcasts. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, and so it is kind of fun to be out there just by myself. Um, and I do, I like Angela would never go on some of these with me. She'll go on the simple walks, but she's not into the distance ones. And she's not into the ones where there's like significant elevation change um, or where I'm just sort of like, uh, I'm on this route, but there's also this interesting trail over here I might want to explore. And then I'll get, you know, 30 feet down that and realize like, nah, maybe I don't want to like tumble down this ridge and be lost for several hours until someone finds me. So I'm going to go back. Um, but wow. yeah. I sort of just like follow a route and then if there's opportunities for exploration, I'll go off the beaten path and like check some stuff out. Um, so kind of related to this endeavor is, um, uh, and this one is one Angela has sort of joined me on is we've sort of gotten into birding a little bit. Oh my goodness. And this just where sort we're of, at? this is where we're at. We're into birding. Hiking so and birding. Hiking Oof. and birding. Uh, we took a um, kind of an introductory birding I don't know if it was, what was it was? It was, but we were, we were in Omaha and there is a, um, a regional forest called Fontenelle forest there. And they offered while we were in town, they had a, like a two hour birding session in the, in this forest. And they had a guide that would take you out and they would walk you down the trails and they like point out birds. Um, like here's some Turkey vultures. There's some actual like turkeys. I want to call them ground turkeys, but they're just turkeys. Um, she would point out all these other birds. Everyone had their little, there's an app called Merlin. If you've not played with this, this is a, a, an app that is used for identifying birds. Um, you can record sounds and it'll identify them. You can put in like descriptions of them and it'll uh, ID them. Um, it's well used in the birding community. I will say so. <laughs> everyone had that out. It was just fun to kind of walk around and like listen for the birds and stuff like that. Um, it might be next weekend. I think there is actually the local Audubon society is uh, doing a birding course too, which we may sign up for. I don't know. Anyway, I got binoculars for my birthday, so I got to take those out and start looking at birds up close. It's a thing, you know, you just start to like try to experience the world a little bit. Uh, and sort of related to that. Um, I decided that for my birthday week, I was going to take a trip down to Southeast Minnesota, uh, and go visit some caves. Y'all know we have caves in Minnesota. I did, but you told me. Yes. Yeah. Adam, St. Paul Adam, has some, right? Those are like man-made caves. I'm oh, talking like okay. natural caves. Got it. So there are, I, I'm now an expert obviously. So I will mm-hmm. tell you that there are now two publicly accessible cave formations, uh, in Minnesota. And I've they got seen cheese. Both. Are they cheese caves or are they different kind of caves? No, they're like real, like normal caves. Like they're not meant for storing cheese. They're just like natural (laughs) formations. So what I learned is that, um, Southeast Minnesota is, um, outside of, it's called the driftless zone. It's, it's outside of where the glaciers reached during the ice age. And so it wasn't, um, covered in glaciers or anything like that. What, so the side effect of that is that water has been running the whole time, carving out these caves underground. That's the, the TLDR of it. So some pretty cool caves down there. We went to Niagara Cave, which is a, a privately owned cave. It's a, the smaller of the two. Um, it's pretty slick. Go underground. So it gets a little narrow at times, but it's not too tragic. Uh, and then we went to another one called Mystery Cave, which is actually owned by the um, State Park Service. And uh, we, we just went on the normal scenic tour. They offered a whole bunch of other tour, tours. Um, I may go back next year and take one of the more elaborate tours. So... Wow, that is so the thing. I'm into hiking and exploration now. Hiking, birding, and caves. That's that's mm-hmm. that's you know, I don't I don't see you or talk to you in a few weeks, and boom, a whole new Jared comes out. Yep. 
I'm an outdoorsman now. Uh, do you want me to go into the other one, or do you want to? Oh, that that wasn't that wasn't. I told the you other I had one. two items. I had two items. One of them is the is the outdoor. Two part. items. Other... Item one. Item section one is... A. What do you want from me? I love it. I love it. Okay. Do you want the other one now or not? I, I want something that's super nerdy. Okay, this one is this one is super nerdy. The other okay. one, the indoor kid part of me is uh, somehow really into uh, the corner of YouTube that is all about uh, making things and restoring retro computers. Oh yeah. I have no yes. interest in actually owning any of these retro computers or actually making anything, but I'm sort of fascinated by process and just watching people sort of troubleshoot their way around things and figure it out. Like, so from the making side of things, I've been watching a lot of, um, if you're, you're probably familiar with Adam Savage, right. From Mythbusters, mm-hmm. he's got a long running, uh, company called tested with a YouTube channel. And so like almost every day he's got a video out. That's either a Q and a where he's just answering listener or viewer questions, um, about industry process, all that kind of stuff, or he's building something or he's, uh, out and about at a, at a, like he's done a whole series on, the um, building of the latest Princess Cruise Line ship. And it's, this thing is massive. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it, to me, it's interesting, the logistics of it all and how it, how it goes together. So I'm just really enjoy like watching him build. Like just watched a video before this where he just made a book. He got some, some handmade paper from Amazon and said, I'm going to make a book. And he made a book. And I watched him do it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I would never do that. But it's fun to watch someone who is, you know, good at, manipulating materials into something, come up with something at the end. I just really find that interesting. Um, another maker type channel I watch is called, I like to make stuff. Um, it's a little on name, the nose, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, but I think his name is Bob, but he's got a team around him and they just like, there's like a video once a week. Oh, I just remembered another channel. I need to add to that. Uh, but I'll get to that in a second here. Um, yeah, and so just like, I'm going to make this custom Star Wars cabinet with a built-in TV screen that shows some stuff. Like, it, maybe, it, I don't remember if it has, like, built-in video games or whatever, but he's built, like, an R2-D2 droid. He's built, like, all kinds of, like, uh, taken an Ikea cabinet and and uh, expanded it or, like, added lighting and doors and stuff like that. It's all kinds of stuff like that. And I just, I find it interesting um, to see the process. Uh, and another builder I watch is uh, a, a UK guy called named Colin Furze, F-U-R-Z-E. Uh, what I've been fascinated, he he makes these like crazy machines. Like it's a lot of welding and a lot of um, just metal work. So he'll build like a, a crazy thing to, he wanted to like be able to um, fly or jump around like uh, the characters from uh, Assassin's Creed. Or it was another game, but it's very similar to that. So he built like this cantilevered arm that he could strap himself into. So he'd like jump in the air and like spin around and stuff like that. It's crazy. Stuff like that. But his big project he's been working on has been making this under underground tunnel complex between his house and his underground bunker that he built in the past and his work shed. So he's been just excavating under the ground and then like framing it all out in steel and like backfilling it with concrete and stuff like that and just documenting the whole process. And he's got like, you know, really super hyper personality. So he's entertaining to watch. Um, but I don't know. I find it really interesting. The other part of it is the whole retro computer restoration stuff, which again, I've never, I never really owned any of these computers. So they're sort of fascinating from that standpoint. Um, but I just, again, I like to watch people sort of have a process, diagnose problems and fix them. So real fast, uh, a bunch of the channels I watch is like Adrian's Digital Basement. Um, he covers a lot of like PC stuff, some Macintosh, 
Uh, but usually it's uh, late 70s, uh, early 80s stuff where he's just fixing old IBM PCs or swapping out CRTs, uh, stuff like that. You've got Action Retro, who's almost primarily um, like 90s vintage Macintosh shenanigans where he'll just take like 20th anniversary Macintosh and like supercharge it with whatever aftermarket add-ons he can get his hands on. Um, it's pretty crazy. Uh, you've probably heard of LGR. He's He's been around forever just doing like reviews and stuff of uh of 80s and uh actually mostly 90s and early 2000s pc stuff 8-bit guy who does a lot of well 8-bit computer stuff so a lot of uh 80s computer stuff lately have gotten this was like a weird youtube recommendation um this channel called usagi electric and he's been doing this whole series on restoring i don't even know what kind of computer it is but he's been restoring like 60s and 70s mini computers so if you're not familiar with what a mini computer is, it's actually like the precursor to what we call what a microcomputer is, which is like your Apple IIs and your Commodore 64, stuff like that. These are like self-contained. They're not a mainframe. They're self-contained computer systems, but they're big. They're beefy. They've got like big CRTs and they've got just big chassis. And they've got things like 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 a like drum memory. Like it's like this physical drum that rotates, and that's how the memory was stored. And I'm just sort of like fascinated to see like how do you fix this stuff how does this how did this even work this was this was like the state of the art at one point and it's just sort of like blows my mind that this exists so anyway that stuff just kind of comes my way as far as i don't necessarily subscribe to these channels but because of my viewing habits on youtube they just sort of get recommended to me so i've just i watched a number of these videos um from these various channels and it just i find it really really interesting that's it not well that's you said a mouth said a mouthful jared uh, I listened to the, I watched the eight bit guy. He's sort of fallen out of my, my algorithm lately, Yeah, but, uh, <clears throat> he doesn't, line- he hasn't posted very frequently. Um, yeah. he actually just has a new video today about the Apple II, So I'll be yeah. watching that at some point, but I, I kind of got into like vintage and also modern, uh, video game repair stuff. So, yep. you know, repairing cartridges, re- repairing old NESs, stuff like that. I've, I found that to be really fascinating. It almost makes it look like I could do that stuff, but then I realized there's no way. If I bought a broken Super Nintendo, I could clean it, but that would be about it. Anything else, way beyond my skill level. You like that guy who like just kind of did it silently, right? You yeah. Just heard the sounds of him. Like, yep. I tried watching that, but I I think it's a great channel, but I it didn't work for me because um I'm not always I'm it's I'm it's kind of a two screen experience for me. I'm not usually on this thing while those other videos are going on, yeah. so I need some talking. Yeah, I need to hear I, something going on. <laughs> I went through a phase with that, and then I went to other people that actually talked you through it. Yeah, uh, I just found that more engaging. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'll talk about the thing that I'm into right now. And what I'm into actually just ended the the probably yesterday. I think it is the podcast Strike Force Five. I'm sure you guys both know about it, but it was was a limited series podcast hosted by. Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers, and John Oliver. Uh, I think it came out late August, and it was created to support the host's employees who were out of work uh, due to the the Writers Guild strike. And so, you know, these hosts uh, jump onto Zoom, and they essentially raise money for their staff. Um, uh, when it came out, it was the number one podcast in Spotify and Apple, uh, and they've had a n- number of guests. I think they did 11 episodes and like John Stewart 
and David Letterman were on episodes. And I think that there were plans to get Conan O'Brien on, but the strike ended and voila, they stopped doing it. Uh, so one thing that this show um, sort of skirts around is the fact that when Strike Force 5 first came out, a lot of bad press about Jimmy Fallon hit. You know, I don't know if you guys knew that, but like he was, you know, it was claimed by former staff and current staff that he was not easy to work with, um, just almost tyrant. And there were some other things that came out about a year, year and a half ago that sort of involved some sort of unseemly behavior back in the SNL days that sort of got overlooked that may have been buried. So that kind of put a damper on this just because, you know, you think about these hosts and like they're, you know, they tell the truth, you know, they're, they're commenting on what society is at the time and they really dance around it. However, uh, the thing that I really enjoyed about this was, you know, every, every host sort of had their persona, which, you know, you've seen on their shows and you just sort of wonder if that's real. Like Stephen Colbert is kind of like the, the elder statesman who's really, really smart and really nice. And Jimmy Kimmel's kind of like, you know, a guy that could be your buddy who also is pretty nice. Seth Meyers is kind of like that closet sarcastic guy who might be the funniest person there. <laughs> uh, John Oliver is the, Glass half empty, Mr. Negative, probably bad self-image. Who is actually the funniest guy there. Who is actually the funniest guy. (laughs) And then you've got Jimmy Fallon, who is sort of like, you know, the younger brother that wants everybody to pay attention to him when he's hanging out with the guys. And, and, you know, I think everybody here would agree that Jimmy Fallon (laughs) on, on a whole is probably the least funny of them, maybe the least clever. Although he was very good on Saturday Night Live as a talk show host, I don't think he's very good, and I've always not, I've not really liked him. So I was really curious how I would react to the show, and as the show progressed, episode to episode, you'd find that the other four hosts would kind of give Jimmy a hard time. You know, they would he would be the butt of the joke, and I found it really entertaining, and I found it really telling, and I decided to pull a clip of uh, episode five and sort of the 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 way the show worked is each host each week would get a chance to essentially run the show come up with the topics and then you know bring everybody into it and jimmy fallon decided to do a show in which he called it the strike force wives and the whole idea was that he would run a like a newlywed type of game show where he would contact the wives of all the the other talk show hosts get their answers to questions and then see if the the other four guys could actually and him too could match the answers. So here is a little clip of Jimmy Fallon not doing the greatest job on that. Hit it, Jared. Jimmy Kimmel, I, I talked to Molly, your wife, and uh, so, what do you what do you think was her answer? Do you do you remember when you fell in love? And, and when you knew when, that when she fell in love or when I fell in love. That's why it makes the game a little confusing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you wrote these but, questions so badly. Yeah, because I think it's when you fell in love. <laughs> he, no, no, you like, I think it's your fucking question. So you're asking yeah. our wives. My lawyer is pointing oh, at me saying, this, "Say I think." This is the exact conversation I had with Kate last night. What does he mean? I, went, I don't know, man. Climb inside his head. It's a happier place. I do <laughs> like that. Each question, though, we respond by putting Jimmy on the spot. <laughs> what, but what do you mean? You asked the question. 
It, it's, it, I don't know, guys. I guess it's right, just I would it's say, a thought. It's a thought aren't you nominated for an Emmy for Best Game Show Host? <laughs> <laughs> I need segment producers so bad and writers. I miss everybody so bad. <laughs> you need, there we go. So I mean that, and that was about halfway through the the run of shows, and it sort of continued from there. And, and in the second to last episode, they actually brought back Strike Force Wives, and you'd think that it would, you know, you re, you revisit something like that. It's not going to be successful, but guess what? It was very very successful. So if you guys have a good eleven hours to get inside the minds of some talk show hosts, I would really recommend it, especially if you like hearing a little bit behind the scenes in terms of how these shows are done and, and, you know, just the process and some of their inspirations and stuff. Cause I, I've loved talk show hosts and talk late night talk shows since Letterman. I watched Letterman when I was, when I was a little kid. And so all this stuff is really, really fascinating to me. So uh, strike force five finite series. If you can get over your Jimmy Fallon issues, it is definitely a good listen. So sounds like he's the butt of the joke the whole time. Yeah, um, it, it's it's good stuff. This is a, a podcast I didn't realize existed until probably episode six, um, and I was about to start listening to it, and then the writer strike ended. I'm like, well, that's probably it for that show. I'm like, eh, maybe I'll come back to it at some point, but um, I don't know. It's it seems like it's I'll keep it on on my list of things to get to when I need like a big chunk of entertainment. Like that's kind of how I got into. Um, Dead Eyes, which isn't that coming back yep. at some point? I don't know. Um, yeah, but Dead Eyes is fantastic. So. I, uh, I I was just like, oh, it's just too much for me. But then I needed like a whole bunch of content when I was doing um, work on the um, the bedroom upstairs to like repaint and build desks and stuff like that. So it's like, all right, time for Dead Eyes. I'm just going to binge that while I'm painting the room. Uh, so I'll be uh, I'll wait for an opportunity where I need a bunch of time or a bunch of uh entertainment to tide me through a long period of time. And I don't feel like being depressed by uh, the latest season of cereal. Right. Right. Well, this is, this is good. And the, the fun thing about it is just seeing very quick witted, smart people just constantly hit you with jokes. And, you know, it's pretty much the antithesis of this show. If you want to know the truth, we're, we're the opposite of them. So Um, if you want to hear podcast comedy done, right. That's the show you go to. Hold on. Please hold for. <laughs> That's it. That is the perfect timing of Strike Force Five. Is and it gone. So, uh, Marvel Snap, yep. Birds, Cheese Cheese Caves, Hiking, Cheese Caves. There's no Cheese Caves. We're talking and, about at John Oliver. That's that's what everyone should take from this. That's what we're into. So, everybody, let's take a quick break. We will be back to wrap up the show right after this. There's more of the scope dead ahead. Under the scope. I don't remember if that's how we did it, but that's how I did it this time. I just I played three clips back to back to get us into the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the end of the show. We cut out all the fluff. You just get to the end. You're not listening to it anyway. This is just for us. This is. But for if you us. happen to be here, let me tell you. You want to go to Niagara Caves? It's a good time. There's a cat on the premises. Probably gonna walk away from you, but not too fast. It'll walk away nice and slow, so you can get a good view at it. But it's not there for the pets. I think it just lives there. Cave cat. 
Anyway, hey, this is the time where we uh, read your feedback, we play your feedback, uh, and we don't have anything. So uh, if you would like to fill the void that is our feedback bin, comments at thescopeshow.com is the email. You can also call the voicemail line because I did just now save the Google Voice number by uh, texting back and forth between my personal Google Voice number and the scope one so that it uh, doesn't get deleted in 30 days. So that should still work. 612-21-SCOPE. That is 612-217-2673. Please give it a call and keep it alive, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We also have a Facebook page. I'm not even going to mention the Twitter because it's not even Twitter. It's X and it's bullshit and the whole place sucks. And it's I'm the part of the reason I didn't know that Strike Force 5 was even a thing is because the service formerly known as Twitter is such a shit show that it somehow I didn't even see any mention of it in a, in a normal pre X world. It would have been all over the place. And I'm sure we would have I would have seen it almost immediately and would have enjoyed it from the jump. But that is not the world we live in now. We now live in a, uh, a world where we can sub- voluntarily uh, consume a fire hose of uh, war propaganda and misinformation um, recommended by its owner. So that's fun. Anyway, don't go there. Uh, if you want to see this video, it'll be out there on the YouTube channel. You can actually see that that super cool photo of Adam that I shared. You can see all of the Marvel characters that he displayed for us on his screen you don't have to wonder what they look like you can see it all youtube.com slash the scope show i believe that is the url if not you can just go to the website thescopeshow.com and click on the link and while you're there you'll also have links to our patreon and to our amazon we have an amazon the holidays are coming this is out after the second annual the second of the year prime day celebration they're going to be every week at some point. But if you're shopping on Amazon and you feel like clicking that link, uh, you know, it might help the show. Well, no. I think that's thescopeshow.com slash Amazon. Do that today. Keep the, keep the lights on, as they say. And Shane, back to you. Boy, fantastic job, Jared. That was the peppiest you've been reading those end credits in quite some time. Thank you. And you just segued right into the downer. I'm ashamed. Just, mm, yeah, hey. Just wanna, I, would just, I was I so put off by your politics talk, Jared. My politics talk? What are Gosh, you talking about? I, I don't come here for politics. I What's come politics? here for shenanigans and cheese caves. That's what I come here for. I said Mach- propaganda and misinformation. I didn't say anything about politics. Machine man. That's what I come here for. You come here man for machine thing. man. All right. That's, That's what fair. I come here for. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, We've got another show coming in a couple weeks, so we want you to come back and listen. But until then, for Jared Adam Shane, bye for now. Ladies and gentlemen, we find ourselves once again at the end. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. I know I have. Fear not, Scope Faithful. Days shall pass as if they were but a moment. And Jared, Adam, and Shane will return with another thrilling episode. Until then, send your comments to comments at thescopeshow.com or leave a voicemail message by dialing 612-21-SCOPE. That's 612-217-2673. Thanks for listening, faithful fans. This is Tony Partington saying... Buenas tardes. Tune in next time to another terrific edition of The Scope. Scope.